0: What is up, guys? Welcome to the Diggity, the Video Game Podcast, episode number 241. I'm Jeff James. With me, as always, the incredible, unobtainable, luscious Brody Faults, bringing you the incredible, unobtainable news. It is obtainable, but we kind of amalgamated it all into one thing, and that's why you're listening to this fucking podcast. It's kind of how that works.
1: That's right. Yeah, we try to put a fun spin on it so you don't have to just sit there and read bore- or boring articles from Kotaku and bullshit like that. That's also, right. I wouldn't recommend doing that anyway.
0: No, don't do that at all. That's not a good don't idea. Don't do that. That's a fucking terrible idea.
1: <laughs> that's the that's the worst the worst idea. It's gonna idea. come out later. It's gonna come out later that uh Kotaku is the leading cause of cancer. Oh god, wow.
0: Yep. Yep. yep social. He cancer. went there. Yep. Uh speaking of social, follow us on social media. At Diggity Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, uh, as well as go check out um, the WASD and Beyond Boys um, on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're good friends with them, and they're good people. Also, check out OBO Podcast if you like just four big guys talking about random stuff. Uh, you know That's the place to fucking be, my dudes. Absolutely go check that out. Yeah. Uh, other than that, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome. I'm sure you're confused by now. My name is Jeff. This is Brody. Each week we bring you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful video game news each and every single week with no bullshit, fun opinions, and also have a good fucking time on here. We also have good guests on here from time to time as well. So if you haven't subscribed already, hit the subscribe button in whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can also check the live show, the video version of this podcast every Thursday evening, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, because it's the best time zone. The best. Every the time zone sucks isn't inadequate compared to the Eastern time zone. So 9.30 Eastern on
1: YouTube and Twitch. With that,
0: what have you been
1: playing? I have been playing pretty much Guardians of the Galaxy. That's about it. I have not played a whole lot of anything else this weekend. was kind of busy and I just uh, we got home late or and we're just kind of busy most of the time. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really get to play anything much over the weekend until like Sunday and just still kind of grinding through uh guardians i'm at chapter chapter four thirteen 13 or 14 or getting ready to finish up chapter 13 and then uh, i think i have 14 15 and 16 left so hopefully a couple more nights and i'll have this all wrapped up i think
0: dude you've made a fucking dent in that thing
1: it's it, it's been taken a little bit for sure <laughs> it's like uh i think it comes out to like 20 hours or something um I the average time to beat was 19 I believe and I'm probably I'm probably approaching that completionist uh was like 24 hours so I think I'll probably finish up around like 22 or so somewhere in that ballpark but awesome. uh really other than that I don't think I've played much else Oh uh
0: I've played some Overwatch as usual um and I, I picked up a new game on Steam uh Parkitect which is kind of like A fan, like, recreation of Roller Coaster Tycoon, like 1 and 2, where it was, like, isometric, but it's still 3D. I don't like what they did when they went to, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 and, like, um, Coaster World and stuff like that, where everything's, like, super 3D and it just looks dumb. It looks kind of stupid. Everything's really doughy. So uh, I've been playing that. It's really cool. There's some like really neat shit into it. Like there's it, it's 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 well beyond um, the normal roller coaster tycoon where it's like, hey, you put a burger stand in. Like every single like place needs utilidors and proper like inventory management and stuff like that. So it's like super hardcore sim stuff. Um, so I've been playing that. Played some NHL 22, of course. Been ripping that. Been having a lot of fun with that. Really like it a lot. And I think I like it more, not necessarily on the changes that they've made, because, I mean, the changes, let's face it, are pretty minimal. Uh, I enjoy it more on the basis of how quick it fucking loads.
1: Yeah. Yeah, SSDs are fantastic. Like, (laughs) how quick it loads, how quick
0: I can get into the game. You know, I can click X, and it it doesn't do, like, a weird transition. If I want to skip the face off, it just, like, boom, immediately. So... I'm pretty I happy think that's with
1: that. The, the biggest thing about this console generation that I love. Just how quick everything oh loads. Oh my god. It's to great. the point where like I, I just up upgraded my PC and put some more SSD storage in there because I was very, very limited on what I had. I pretty much had enough SSD to run my operating system. That was about it. Um oh, not good. <laughs> no, not good. So everything was ran off of a hard drive and it took forever to load into like uh Forza Horizon 5. Forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was I could probably, it will probably come out on PlayStation before it will load on my PC. So luckily God. that will be fixed now. Um, but I'm, I just, man, like loading that up on Xbox, it's like almost instantaneous. It, there's, you used to be able to like sit there and look at all your stats come up uh, across the bottom of the screen and, mm-hmm. you know, I had a bunch of time to s- s- sit there and stare at that and, Now, now you don't even really get to read like the tips and loading screens anymore. And I'm okay with that. That is fine.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I'm curious, though, on that, because over the course of time, as games become more, you know, crazy and and, and bigger and stuff like that, is it going to be able to keep up? You know what I mean? Like, is it going to be able to actually keep up with the with the demand of that or is it going to turn into like another technology where all of a sudden now we go from having fast stuff to like, there's going to be more wait times of stuff. Also, you know, a lot of stuff is cloud-based now. Well, the the direction points in the way of, you know, loading half the game in the cloud and half on your, on your PlayStation. So I mean, I'll be pretty interested in seeing if that fucks anything up or changes anything.
1: Yeah. So that's
0: obviously internet wise, but.
1: Well, and the good thing too with, I mean, more so the PlayStation than the Xbox right now is we have the option to, you know, basically put whatever SSD we want in there is, or M.2. I mean, there are some restrictions and definitely put a heat sink on those bad boys. But um, yeah, there's uh, that's going to be nice because you can actually upgrade that along, alongside technology too if you can keep up with it and yeah. shell out the money that you're going to see as these drives continue to get better and better. Granted, they'll probably do some weird shit where they switch away from like, from the typical m.2 and it's going to be like completely different ports on it and just leave everybody else behind because they have to change the goddamn port every time they do it. It's so fucking No, absolutely.
0: Money. Yeah, you can't you can't not uh have a proprietary port on there, my man. That's your gatekeeper, dude. That's, That's right. You get your licensing money for made for PlayStation or you yeah, know, made for Xbox. For you get to get those royalties,
1: SeaGate drive I f- no, exactly. I saw one the other day on uh, on Reddit on part swap or something, and it was like uh-huh. 140 bucks is what they wanted for it, and it's normally 220. I almost jumped on it, but I figured at that point I'd be in trouble because I just bought a new graphics card and a new SSD. Yeah, I'm trouble. like I should probably slow down for a little bit. Well, but,
0: should we get started with our first kind of piece of news here? We sure should. All right, dude. So um, Metroid Prime Four has been this you know huge debacle. In the community of, is this thing alive? Is it dead? And more importantly, kind of, when is it coming out? Um, obviously, this has been, I guess, I mean, it's officially, obviously, it was delayed. And then, was it, it was rumors that came out? Or was it Nintendo officially coming out saying that they basically scrapped and re, or redoing everything? Uh, like Nintendo
1: what? straight up came out and said okay. that. Okay. All
0: right. Yeah, so, Nintendo it, came out and said of the that. Direct. And then we kind of haven't heard much. We thought we might hear something maybe around game awards. Metroid dread kind of feels, although it's a good game, feels like a place hold and something to put out for, you know, to keep the fans kind of busy and also to have something to play. You know, I mean, it's not yeah. a bad game. It's a pretty decent game. Yeah. Um, but today there's news that broke. Of Metro Prime 4 Retro Studios hiring tools engineers and technology engineers for the game, which is great, but also concerning. <laughs> because... Yeah,
1: you would, think, you would think we'd be a little bit further along at this point, but <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Uh I'm kind of in I don't know. I mean, I I, I thought for sure this would have been like Pretty deep into development already, but to be asking for those positions, I mean, is, is pretty nuts. And basically it came through one of Retro Studios' tweets. Essentially, they just said, We're looking for a tools engineer and a technology engineer to join us on our journey to develop Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> so here's my question to you you think Metroid Prime 4 is going to be on the Switch or you think it's going to be on the next console?
1: Um <clears throat> well let's see. Now, now knowing it's been- this Yeah, it's been. I can't remember if it was a year. It was a year, year and a half ago that they announced that they were basically restarting development, if I remember correctly. Um, And I'm pretty sure the the original announcement for this was like in 2017 or 2018. I don't know. It all starts to run together after a while. But anyway, it's been it's been a while um, since we've really seen anything about this. Uh, And then once they kind of started to rework it i mean they basically said they're starting over like scrap everything start over burn it down um i i assumed we would be like four years out from that time so i kind of was guessing that these positions would have already been filled at this point and that they kind of already would have been working on some of this but uh maybe not i mean i i'm reading some of the the comments on the tweet right now and some people are saying like If you actually go into the job description, it looks like these specific positions are more, first of all, auxiliary things rather than the main game. So I I'd say we still have at least another two years on this game. I don't think we'll see it until 2024, if not 2025. And it might be one of the last games to launch on the switch. And And then then whatever the switch Two is, I think they'll do like a um, yeah, like your uh, Mario Kart deluxe type of thing where it's like hey this is also going to come to whatever the new console is and go from there that's kind of where i'm at on it i think
0: yeah that's pretty much my thoughts too i thought this is basically going to be like a transitional title where it comes out early 25 maybe 24 who knows that's not a lot of time but early 25 and then it's also announced with the new the next switch switch 2 or whatever which i mean god forbid what we i don't know what they're going to call it i'm assuming switch 2 but it's Nintendo. So, so they could call all it a clap or something. I don't know. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the snap. Um, so job openings for retro studios. This is all of them that are listed right now on Nintendo's website. Okay. So there's a concept artist, uh, the environment or environment designer, material artist, character artist, Jeez. user interfaced artist, user interface, scripter, technology engineer, environment artist environment terrain artist and tools engineer
0: okay so they have started
1: on this they yeah they need the full dev team <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's just gonna be on the next switch i mean if i was them
0: i would yeah. uh i mean i it's late enough now i, w- I would i would i understand why you know obviously with mario kart and stuff like that they made a killing on it but I think for a game like Metroid, I mean, I would just be like, hey, like, here's the new Switch, and here's Metroid on the new Switch. And then, you know, here you go to the next one. So sorry, buddy, but I don't think you're getting a. Yeah, I I think. For quite some time. Right.
1: (laughs) I think, best case scenario, we see this in like. 2025 right before the next console launches god, just say that for a second 2025 it's crazy it's crazy especially <laughs> like i said we saw this in what 2018 2018 is it was. when we
0: first yes yeah, saw got slash the, that jpeg got, got yeah slash got a, a, a i guess a peak you'll call it so that's yeah. oh my god so seven years it'll take
1: yeah yeah, to get that's, to this. Um, it
0: will have missed the entire lifespan of the Switch. Meaning there wasn't a Metroid game on a Metroid Prime game on the Wii U or the Switch for two generations of the right of Nintendo. For fourteen years. Well, no, Wii U lasted how long? Was it a four or five year?
1: It wasn't long. Um the the Wii U was I I think it was like four years give or take i want to say it was 2013 to 2017 when the switch dropped i could be wrong but
0: 2012 to 2017 2012, five-year okay. lifespan
1: yeah which is pretty short for a console i mean
0: so it'll be 12 years when this releases Ooh. yeah if if indeed the switch is it's going to go on the next you know switch right right per what people are saying is when the switch is going to you know go after they release the apparent switch pro right which has been discussed every year for the last god knows how long and every month it comes up hey switch pro switch pro found leaks of god. a new a new switch pro leak
1: i am so over that uh, <laughs> i'm yeah, incredibly I sick of seeing i mean in the in what the the three and a half years that we've been doing this it's there's been Switch Pro rumors from the very start. I think one of our early, early episodes was a Switch Pro rumor like episode. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: Uh, also, I would say too, hardware wise, like the the plastic covers for PS5s. That's one thing, but I think hardware wise, like you're gonna be fucking nuts if you're a company and you want to start building something right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: With all the supply chain issues right now, it's insane. Uh, moving PSVR on, VR two. well yeah that's true yeah we don't have a fucking release date though no you know like they could come out of left field and be like 2023 you know so um moving on halo and forza fucking killing it for microsoft absolutely killing it so uh ceo of microsoft satya nadella god king himself dude unbelievable guy um said that 20 million people had played halo infinite and 18 mi- million people had played forza horizon five, which is insane. This makes the most successful launch in halo history. Now
1: mm-hmm. it's free to, we got to take yeah, that with game on pass. the fact <laughs> that
0: yeah, it's uh, free on game pass. It's also available across, you know, more platforms than ever Yeah, and easily accessible. Um, mm-hmm doesn't have to be physically purchased right to be streamed whatever um right so, yeah but this I'm isn't still crazy
1: the, yeah this isn't counting um you know people that just jumped in and tried it out and then bounced out so i mean the, oh no it I'm, is well i'm sorry it is counting that so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the 20 million is not necessarily like obviously how many Diehards. people are still playing it to yeah. this day or anything like yeah. that um but i mean still uh, 20 million people at least checking your game out is no small feat, like that is that is large. No, and then for fantastic. Forza, Forza, that's crazy. 18 million people for a racing game is in like completely unheard of,
0: yeah. And um, I mean, Microsoft's never gonna release it, but I would be very interested in seeing of what percentage of subscribers checked it out versus yeah. who bought it. There's 25 million Game Pass subscribers, right? But yeah. keep in mind also on that, a large portion of people in that subscriber field, they're not paying full pop still. They're paying yeah, a true. discounted rate.
1: Yeah. Um, for like two more years. <laughs>
0: yeah. For like two more years. And then that switch is going to flip, which is smart, right? Because then right. by then all of their features will be built into that service and people mm-hmm. will just go, yep, you're going to keep it. That's fine. I'll pay, you know, 1499 or whatever a month for it at that time. Or fuck, maybe it's 1999 by that time. But um, yeah, this doesn't include people who just like jumped in and was like, nah, it's not for me. And, and jumped out. Um, but yeah, Microsoft is is kind of interesting on on those stats. Always on their yeah uh, shareholder calls. Um, I remember, I think I don't know if they do it now for Windows 11 devices, but uh, when they were notorious when it was Windows 8, they counted the Xbox One as Windows 8 devices, so they would count that under adoption of Windows 8 for their uh, stats. <laughs> which great which is kind of interesting <laughs> but you know i think that's kind of not not a not a good thing so i mean look microsoft hitting it out of the fucking park um yeah. there with are these a couple, two releases
1: there are a couple things i wanted to touch on before we yeah, get go away it. from this topic here but um so at the end of 2020 it was announced that 24 million people had played uh Forza Horizon 4 uh that was two years of lifespan though Um, this 18 million comes within four months of launch. So that's crazy. And basically the only, only thing that really beats it out is Mario Kart. (laughs) But I mean, and that's still like a similar, but different. Um, and Gran Turismo, which would be, I mean, obviously one of the other major, major uh, racing games, Mm -hmm. it it looks like Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec sold just under 15 million copies. So wow. this is, Hard it's it. definitely no small feat and I'm sure Game Pass is a, a huge portion of this. And yeah, oh, sure. But, but that's what they want, right? That is exactly yeah, what they're it going is. for. And I am interested I,
0: in in seeing how it's going to change games over time on the basis that these are, you know, technically free ish to play, right? On the basis that you're 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 paying the subscription. Like you just you're paying a small minimal fee to try these out and get the full game. Yeah. I imagine with that there's going to be so many more microtransactions and games. Yeah, absolutely. That it'll be insane.
1: Well, Forza stuck pretty much to the same model they really always have. They have a premium tier. You have your car pass and the premium includes like car pass DLC, all that good stuff, which I actually, I actually ended up getting the premium um, because I really enjoyed the game and I got like early access to it and the DLCs and things like that. And I I knew I was going to put a bunch of time into this game and I have. Um, So, I mean, really, I still paid, I think, I can't remember if it was 40 or $50, but I mean, again, DLC, all that good stuff is included. So really I, I still kind of paid for the game, but it was just through optional DLC. And I was more inclined to do that because Mm -hmm. I didn't purchase the game itself, which Mm -hmm. I, I think in itself is a very, very good idea, right? Like yeah. Halo's included on game pass. So I have no problem spending a little bit of money on some cosmetic stuff here and there, which they're still tweaking all of that. Granted, I, I did not wait until they tweaked it, unfortunately, but um, yeah, it, it, it's I think it's a very smart model in the way of they're making money from the subscription, and they're also going to make money from people that are willing to buy some of the 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 cosmetics or whatever it may be and sell that dLC. and that's that's where they're gonna make back on their revenue and and still come out on top, I think.
0: I Boy. am super interested to see. Where they take the Activision stuff and yeah. if it just gets thrown right into Game Pass or if there's a la carte stuff or how that's all going to work. They they did make a statement, again, that yeah. talks on the metaverse with this shit, <laughs> which the only thing I can take Fuck. from that is World of Warcraft and VR. Um, which...
1: I don't think is like the worst thing in the world, as long as you're just sticking well, to like the, yeah, the VR the meta, gameplay, the, but <laughs> the, the metaverse, metaverse stuff's fucking where it gets, dumb. Yeah. Let's yeah, be absolutely. real, dude. The metaverse was, is
0: pretty fucking dumb.
1: There was also another statement, and I don't think this has been officially confirmed, but supposedly uh, PlayStation or Sony had already been in talks with Activision for the next like three Call of Duty games. So supposedly those are still supposed to be cross-platform because and uh, if that is true, yeah. Microsoft has said that they would honor any previous agreements that Sony had. So I, I don't know how true that is. I don't know what that actually looks like. Again, that's kind of yeah. the, the rumor mill shit going on right now, but
0: um Oh my uh, god, that's gonna stew this whole fucking oh, year is gonna be it, nothing but
1: Activision it, rumor shit. That's just oh, it's, not true. Well, and Blizzard just announced they're working on a new survival game out of nowhere, like a week after this announcement. And they're like, hey, by the way, we're doing something else that's new, finally. And you're like, what? What? (laughs) People have been waiting for you to do something new for a long time. And all all of a sudden, it's wild. I'm still
0: getting over the fact that that was bought. But yeah, they they talked about the metaverse, and I'm like, I mean... The fuck are you gonna do? Like the thing I've seen metaverse in now, Microsoft wise, is Microsoft Teams. But I don't want to fucking do that. Right. Like I don't I I haven't met a single person so far that's been like, hey, you know, it'd be great taking all the things I have in life right now, uh, digitizing them, making them more expensive and more cumbersome to use. Yeah. Like, you know, oh man, I hate getting, you know black ink on my hand from using the dry erase board. Well, no worries. You can hardly write on this one in the virtual. world <laughs> Like it's I just don't understand like where this is coming from, but whatever. Um moving on, we uh both uh enjoy Star Wars heavily. Yes. And uh it is said that Respawn Entertainment is currently developing multiple Star Wars IPs, including the next Jedi
1: Fallen Order game or or successor to that game i'm trying to find it in this this article here but i believe there was three of them that were i don't know if they officially announced three of them but i did see from one of the like top leakers, Yeah, like well, while you're finding that i'll somebody. read
0: the press release that uh, ea and lucasfilm games dropped So the press release reads as follows. It's game director Stig um, Asmussen and his team at the studio are already working on the next game in the action-adventure Star Wars Jedi series and are joined by two new teams working to deliver additional unique Star Wars gameplay experiences across multiple genres. Leading in the development of Respawn's all-new Star Wars first-person shooter game is Peter Hirschman, game director at Respawn who has a long and accomplished history with the Star Wars franchise. The third title is a Star Wars strategy game developed through a production collaboration with the newly formed studio Bit Reactor helmed by games industry veteran Craig Forst. Um, Respawn will produce the new Star Wars strategy game while Bit Reactor leads on the development of the title. So the three games are strategy one, a first-person shooter, and then the sequel to uh, Jedi Fallen Order or the Jedi series is what they're calling it. Um, I'll tell you what, my first, I got worries on it because it's, I mean, Jedi Fallen Order was great. I think if they can keep to that, that's wonderful. I think when they did the Battlefront stuff, they fucked that up hard. And it looks beautiful. But, but
1: the good yeah. thing is if it's respawn i have more faith in it than dice oh
0: certainly yeah i have i have more faith in it i just the strategy game is going to be interesting the first person shooter i'm a little worried about
1: yeah because that's yeah, just do,
0: battlefront with right the first Which, person mode on and the, but dice did that originally right.
1: so yeah that's that's kind of what i'm getting at for me personally because i really enjoyed titanfall i was big big on both titanfall and titanfall 2 um which that's what a lot of the internet is upset about is that titanfall 3 was obviously not announced and if they're working on these three star wars titles i highly doubt that titanfall 3 is in the works but um and they're still i mean just milking apex for all it's worth um but i think if if they actually do work on like the next battlefront or whatever it may be, I think it really does have potential to be pretty good. Or, I mean, there's also the option of them going more, I guess, I I, I don't know how you do it, right? Like it, it'd be cool to see like a battlefront with a better campaign than what battlefront two had something where you're like playing as like a, a fucking stormtrooper or something, right? Going through and, and that could make your FPS part of it. But yeah. at the same time, like, if if respawn works on this, their big focus is usually movement. I mean, even in Apex, like that that movement is incredible, and that's what they really excel at. And I think, I think a Battlefront in like a more of a Titanfall style, rather than the typical Battlefront, would actually do Do you think they'll, they'll call well. it
0: Battlefront? Do you think they'll, they'll just take over that series?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. And- part, of,
0: part of me thinks that it could still, like, have life to it and not yeah. have the negativity that DICE had with, you know, the issues that they had with both titles. I mean, the thing is, too, is Battlefront 2 was kind of fixed in some regards. Some. Yeah. I mean, certainly, (laughs) certainly, certainly better. But when the, when the bar was low like that, I mean, what, you know, what does it take to make it mediocre, right? Not much. So I, I I don't know. I feel like they, they should keep it. I feel like they should just make a Battlefront three and just go with it. Cause I don't know what else they're going to make unless they make something where like, it's a campaign style FPS heavy campaign and then the online is just kind of an afterthought like
1: yeah i I assume they're gonna go or
0: something you know what i mean like i don't don't know what you do
1: i assume they're still gonna definitely focus on the multiplayer because that's where what keeps people around like that yeah making a fps just solely a story mode was probably not going to be super successful now with like titanfall 2 their story mode is what a lot of people were excited right. about. And, and the multiplayer was still really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot, but not a, it's not everybody's cup of tea for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, that story mode gained a lot of traction and especially now, it's still worth picking up for, it goes on sale for like four or five bucks all the time. It's definitely worth picking up for just that that campaign alone now granted the people that are still playing titanfall 2 are really fucking good (laughs) or they're hacking the fuck out of it because it's old enough at this point that it's it's one of those two things right um but yeah i I feel like the fps is kind of one of those weird things the strategy game could be kind of cool in like a halo wars type of way but hopefully better um but that's also not respawn's general thing that they do, so that would be kind of interesting to see. And then, I mean, I'm entirely in for another Star Wars Jedi: Fallen Order. I, I guess it wouldn't be Fallen Order, but whatever it may be, because I adored that game, and she, uh, my my sons actually played through it like two and a half times now. <laughs> he he's been playing Jesus. it like crazy, so uh, I I think that game re- really did what we needed to see from a single player star wars game and i have a lot of faith in respawn but um this seems like a a lot going on and i i'm a little hesitant especially while still supporting apex too it's it's there's just a lot
0: (laughs) yeah there is a ton to it the strategy game i gotta admit is not i'm not super stoked on it um it would be kind of cool if they did, like, hollow chess.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah.
0: That'd be kind of neat. And then you could do it in the metaverse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it.
0: <laughs> right? No, I, I'm not. I mean, maybe they can make a strategy game that's similar to that of, like, an XCOM or a StarCraft.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's another way. I they think could that, that would look sure. kind
0: of, I think that would be kind of neat. You know, you're like droids and you're trying to, you know, assemble your army out there. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, um, I think that'd
1: be a good good way to go.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty. I guess that'd be that'd be something I'd definitely be worth checking out. But yeah. I just really want a good fucking Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, you and you
1: and everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I know it's it's the wish of millions, but maybe one day we'll be you know grateful enough to get it.
1: I know Battlefront Two is. In a way, better place than it was. Um, we've jumped into it a couple different times to try it out, and it just I, I still be- feels, I bounce off of it.
0: It it just feels re- it, so it doesn't feel like its own game to me. It feels like a battlefield. Which don't get me wrong, that's not a terrible thing, but it right. feels like it's like a party mode in Battlefield where now I just get to become a stormtrooper. Like it just right. feels like it's a hey, here's an Easter egg you know, version of Battlefield where you can now be a stormtrooper and run through. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't see like big events take place, you know, or like there's some stuff where, you know, like when you're in Endor, the Ewoks do pull some shit, but you hardly fucking see it. Yeah. You know, I the the game it's, is gorgeous. I mean, me and my brother a month ago near Christmas, we were playing it on his PS4 and it's fucking looked gorgeous still. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, this is a beautiful game. But yeah, I'm it, not, uh, I'm not too keen. I'm excited for someone else to get a crack at it. If that's what this is.
1: Right. It does definitely feel like a battlefield mod, like a good one. Don't get me that's wrong. A great but way it, to explain it almost it. feels like a battlefield mod because it's, it's very identical and it it's just yes. kind of like it has a, uh, a star Wars skin over the top of it. And yep. that's really about where it's at. And, I, I, for whatever reason, I've entirely bounced off of that, and I just, I, I can't fully get into it, and uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, granted, you also look at Dice's most recent game, Battlefield 2042, and that's a shit storm, and it <laughs> so certainly I, is. right now, Dice is in a weird, weird spot, and I don't know really what what they do with Dice if they're now transferring all of the EA. Uh, development over to respawn
0: i don't know i mean how what is what is else what else will dice do besides make engine technology because that's where they got frostbite from right
1: i don't know i don't I mean i, I imagine I, I mean, you still
0: they, continue to make battlefield at least one more
1: it, you think well, it dies yeah. no i don't i don't think it dies yet i think it would take one more very big shitty launch up. for it to die um, where it's currently sitting. It's in very bad shape and people have left that game in troves like there's hardly anyone still playing it. And I mean, even even Evan from WASD, he was big on it. He loved it. I mean, he knew he acknowledged that there was a lot of issues, but he still had a lot of fun playing it and he doesn't play it anymore either. He went back to what he was playing Battlefield five was wasn't he, or Battlefield one went back to battlefield one so it's it, it's different man like everybody's just kind of switched gears and gone back to the old battlefield games to get their battlefield fix i mean i i've dropped into like battlefield four a little bit here and there and it's just i don't know <laughs> dice has to do something
0: um something do you want to talk about is have you been able to take a look at a bunch of the footage of pokemon legends uh arceus There's Arceus, Arceus, I mean, how the fuck do you pronounce it? Arceus, I believe. Arceus?
1: Arceus, I think. (sighs) Okay. Don't quote me on that, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. (laughs) Okay.
0: Have you looked into some of this
1: already? So I have. um, An 86 on Metacritic. I was going to say so far, there's been quite a few publications that have given it like 10 out of 10. Um, I've seen some other people that I assume are YouTubers or something. I I just saw it on Reddit where they're saying, you know, they have 15 hours in it, which they could also be lying out their ass. I'm not sure. But um, right now, it seems like a lot of people are keen on it. But there's also this weird scale to Pokemon that they can release dog shit and it still gets great ratings. Yeah. I mean, sword and
0: shield, you and I were both kind of like,
1: "Eh, this
0: is okay, but it's not like a gem. Like this is just all right.
1: I, I saw one comment that pretty well summed it up and he, the, the user said that basically they don't trust the, the review scores. And they also don't trust all of the like, un unnecessary hate for the game there's somewhere in between and they're like i don't know whether to hate this much, game, love much this like game, the rest of society
0: nowadays game. right on anything so,
1: it, it's kind of in a weird spot i'm i'm not planning on buying it at release i'm gonna wait a little bit and see how it, does it make us kinda old kinda now out? that we
0: don't buy the pokemon on release
1: i think so yeah because
0: my, my thing on this is <laughs> while i i think i've mentioned this before in an episode I never really, I wanted an open world-ish. I didn't want something like this. I still want the sprite style or like chibi, smaller style, Yeah, you know, top down or ISO top down Pokemon. Like this is just, when I watch the footage of this, it's like, ugh, I just don't, I don't know.
1: We got, we got Pearl for my... Uh, for my kids for Christmas, and I still haven't touched it yet.
0: Oh, Shining like, just, Pearl or whatever?
1: Yeah, I just... I there's I don't know what it is. I just don't feel like going into a Pokemon game right now, and this one's definitely... I mean, it seems like they've changed enough mechanics and done some different stuff here to kind of breathe a little bit of life into it, but my God, it looks rough from the screenshots I've seen. Like, it looks really rough. Shining Pearl? No, 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 no. The, um, the, the Arceus oh yeah so i
0: i watched it's weird it's like two different it's like every biome was split up between different teams because some biomes clearly have a ton more detail to them and then there's some that just are lacking shit and i mean you're also they're held to the the bounds of what the switch can do right i mean that is right that's reality but yeah it's a lot of like it's it seems to me so far in what I've seen, the footage I've seen, it's a lot of here's a ton of open space. And instead of that top down using towns and stuff and then having bushes and bushes being essentially almost akin to like uh, a slot machine where when you roll over them, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, now you have to be like, well, now the player has to see the Pokemon running around. So we're going to need, you know, 10 times the fucking room for that to happen because otherwise you're just going to load in Pokemon right in front of them, or you're going to come up to like a question mark and that's the Pokemon. I mean, there's just, I, I don't know. I don't think it makes, I think it makes Pokemon not as fun for me, at least on, on the, on the surface of it. I haven't played it yet. Um, I don't, I don't know if I really want to play it.
1: Oddly like, enough, I like- just
0: fucking look at it and I'm like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel right. It feels like it's yeah. like a fucking, again, a mod. It feels like someone yeah. made this thing on the side as a side project and they're in there. But I, I just, the, it looks so open and boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They show like the, the character standing up on a mountaintop looking out and there's like fucking nothing of trees. Yeah. It's like, yeah. A couple patches of trees and nothing else. And, the the weirdest thing to me is that my my kids aren't even interested in it and i don't know if that's more from a marketing standpoint or what be, they have not mentioned it one time huh. which my kids are usually pretty big on the pokemon stuff i mean but right well, now they've, they they've just they've
0: done some weird stuff with pokemon right where they this i i consider this an offshoot brand yeah, yeah like on um, the basis as pokemon that? legends like hey you pikachu and
1: Uh, gale of darkness back on the gamecube type and and, and
0: like i mean even like let's go pikachu and let's go eevee right yeah like i i I look at this as while it's bringing a new mechanic to the game and a new feature that people have asked for it's not at the root of itself an actual normal pokemon game i guess i don't know i i just maybe it's all the pokemon games i played as a kid and i'm just kind of stuck on that hey i want to see like you know yeah. Bushes that you run through. And oh my gosh, I found this, you know? Because um, we got a little taste of this in Sword and Shield, and I didn't like it.
1: Right. I and was kind of just like. Eh. Is, uh, it, it, the weird part about that is that a lot of people. Did like that open world and they still yeah. were clamoring for it. And then now that we're getting it, I, th- I feel like a lot of people are like, well, maybe we fucked up. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> maybe we don't want what this actually is, but it, yeah. regardless of how this turns out, I am happy to see game freak at least separate try. from that core thing that they have done for so long at this point and at least try something new um, if it, if it flops, I guarantee they go back to the same formula that they know, but it's a Pokemon game. And I don't think there's a, a chance in the hell this actually flops. Like it may not no, sell no, as well no. as some of the I other think it'll ones, be but fine. yeah, it's still Pokemon at the end of the day. It's still going to sell like crazy. It doesn't matter. It could be a dog shit game and it will still <laughs> sell like crazy.
0: I think the difference too on this is, and you know, for your kids is, I think it's easy to control a Pokemon game, and I think this adds more complexity to it. Like yeah. I look at this as a, this is for the older crowd, Pokemon players. I don't really look at it as like this is not an this should not be an intro to somebody for Pokemon. Yeah, this is like you're a fucking vet, and and also you know we sit there and like Pokemon Go is still fucking huge, right? And people still mm-hmm. do it a ton and. You know, they got used to AR and, you know, walking around and they're like, why the fuck can't I do this in the game? You know, why would I play a normal top down style one when I could just go out and catch Pokemon in my own fucking park and stuff like that? So I I don't know. I, it's, it's fascinating to me. I'll be very interested to see how this goes and I'll be even more interested to see if we get a sequel to this in a couple of years. Uh, and if or, or fuck, maybe we're just going to get this this thing where we have. Now that we have three kind of series of Pokemon, we get you know your standard Pokemon like Sword and Shield style, and that's like the normal mm-hmm. Pokemon going forward. And then you've got Pokemon Legends, which is a more deeper RPG and more about you know stamping and collecting things and, and going out for hours on end trying to find stuff, hunting them. And then you have your you know, hey you Pikachu and hey you Eevee, right?
1: Yeah, your remake type deal, right? Or Let's Go Which, Pikachu, not Hey
0: You. Hey You's the fucking N64 title where you scream <sighs> in the microphone and it never
1: worked. I I hope they don't continue with the Let's Go uh, There's series. There's rumors
0: that they're going to come out with sequels.
1: Yeah, I and I don't think that's awful, but the problem is it was like a weird way to remake... The original games and now they've done that and, but they've also remade a lot of the other games over the course of the years too. So, I mean, at <laughs> yeah. a certain point, how many times can you remake these games I, and relaunch them? But I then-
0: always looked at, at them. I looked at the, uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee as like entry level Pokemon games. Yeah. That, that's what I looked at as I looked at it as like, okay, so who hasn't played a pokemon game yet we will have the option for the motion control ball in there just to make it you know whatever cliche that's and give you a carpool <laughs> funnel right yeah um but i i i think i always looked at it as just like almost like a big tutorial on how to play pokemon and then you can go into the
1: yeah because i mean the I problem with that. us
0: right is that like we started life with pokemon And Pokemon started life with us. And as we went through the complexities of all these different regions and the mechanics in the game and different stuff, it's evolved like crazy, no pun intended. But like, you know, from fucking Pokemon, like in my time, from Pokemon, I don't know, like yellow, right, Mm -hmm. to fucking Emerald. The differences in shit in those games was absurd nowadays. And then you throw in like, then you go to the diamond stuff. Holy shit. You start getting into the shinies now and all, I mean, it gets, it's insane, right? So I think it's, I think those were just games to get people familiarized with like, hey, you catch stuff, you move on, and then they can go through the chronological order if they'd like and get through the stuff of like, okay, cool. I'm going to go play like soul silver, heart gold, stuff like that.
1: And the other kind of strange thing about with this game and like you like you said, this is an offshoot game, so there is going to be a decent chunk of the people who normally would pick up a Pokemon game that are not going to be interested in this because there's a lot of people that are diehard into like the competitive battling scene. And then there's also a good chunk of people that are into like the Pokemon breeding scene where you're like constantly like hatching eggs to get shinies of different versions mm-hmm. and then you like go out and trade the, like all of that is its own realm as well which i actually got into that a little bit in uh Sword and Shield. So, yeah like i finished that game or I, by the time i set that game down i had over 80 hours in it. And the last like 30 hours of it was nothing but pokemon breeding until i was like okay i'm i'm done. I've had cut enough. This off. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean and that's the the cool thing about it where pokemon is you have your your base level of, like, people can go in and just play through the story, especially, like, kids and, and you know, the younger audience. Go mm-hmm. through, play the story, done. Sure. And then you have the competitive battling scene where you're constantly trying. I mean, that involves some of the breeding, too, where you're trying to get, like, the best IVs yeah, and this, things like that. This and,
0: thing seemed to me like if you don't want to go outside and play Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. like, here you go. Go around yeah. and and I understand these RPG elements, but like part of it is go run around this field. But all everything looks really empty. There's towns, yeah. but it's like oh, want to go catch you know a grass type Pokemon? Go run around this field and forest for hours, right? And it's not It'll that be... big. It's all you know. This it's a classic Nintendo open world where it's like. Here we go. We're in the area. There's a lake over here and then the whole place goes like this. Well, there's mountains to keep right. you in the area. I mean, you know, it's kind of cheesy, I think, but yeah. It's also limited. I get it. I understand. So,
1: yeah. I I agree. I I I'm interested to see what people have to say about it and I by people, I mean actual people that are playing it rather than reviewers. <laughs> um <laughs> Cause half the time reviewers can't even figure out how to jump in games. I'm not too worried about it. Oh, no. <laughs> you remember that with the the whole cuphead yes, thing? Yes. Yes. God,
0: God. Hey, they're the trusted news sources,
1: dude.
0: You know, yeah. gotta keep it locked in on them. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, guys, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, if you want to follow us on social.
1: Oh, there was one more thing? One what? More thing? What, what other thing just was it? Just a there? super, super quick thing. Uh oh, The go Steam for Deck it. finally has a launch date. Oh, yes. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there for a while, this was entirely up in the air. So uh, Steam just put out a quick little thing the other day that the Steam Deck is launching on February 25th. Uh, it says they'll be sending out the first batch of order emails to uh, reservation holders, and customers will have three days from receipt of their order to, uh, of, or sorry, uh, from receipt of their order email to make their purchase uh, before the reservation is released to the next person in the queue. So uh, are you looking up out for that email?
0: Two. Uh, I don't know if it's all NVME ones, the 526 or 512, whatever. They had a really weird gig size. Yeah. The, a lot of people are getting that there's, they're going to be shipping in Q2 for the NVMEs okay. as well. So I don't know if it's, if some of those are going to be going out on the 28th yeah, or if not, but I saw multiple, multiple people post on Twitter that there says Q2, um, which would constitute April to June.
1: Gotcha. Okay, would so be shitty. What's so strange about this is how they're so they're saying it's launching on February 25th. Um, but they're sending out the emails on the 25th to where then you have to respond to it and actually purchase it. And then so you won't actually get it on the 25th, but press review embargoes will start uh, will lift on the 25th as well. Oh, great. So someone can tell this.
0: me about the fucking thing I'm waiting on.
1: Right. The thing that you would have had to uh, have purchased at this point in order to. So, get it, OK, so you're basically you're on a wait
0: list it. and then when you get your email, <laughs> that's your ticket to be able to then purchase it
1: uh-huh pretty much
0: my My question is this and i don't want to sound like an asshole but like for the people who bought the most expensive one why the fuck are they getting those later than the cheaper ones
1: i don't know if that's that, the case that's like that would lie. be
0: kind of like the opposite thing i would do as a company
1: i would assume a lot of that has to do with just being able to get the parts like, i
0: guess but like
1: i mean what the fuck? ssds aren't super hard to get right now. Nor no, are they crazy and it's all, but it's like,
0: you know, it's like, it's like going to like a used car lot. And then they're saying to you, you know, Hey, uh, we'll get back to you next week about that. And I'll deliver your car. I've got like five Corollas to deliver first. So yeah, if you can stay, stand back, I'll, I'll get you your M five, uh, you know, in about a week to you, but <laughs> I need to deliver this Corolla real quick. I just, I don't yeah. know. I don't think it's necessarily the right thing to do.
1: I agree. (laughs) I absolutely agree. Not to sound like an Uh, asshole, but... Additional details for the curious. uh, We will start sending invites shortly after 10 a.m. on February 25th Pacific Standard Time. Order emails are sent in the same order that reservations were made. You can only order the Steam Deck model that you originally reserved, and your reservation deposit will be applied to the final price of the Steam Deck, and shipping costs are included. Hmm. So... I, I, I'm. God's shippings included. St- <laughs> yeah, right. On uh, potentially uh. a very expensive piece of hardware, depending on which model you got. Which, I, uh, but anyway, I've seen like some super early reviews of this, of or not really reviews, but like some very limited tech demo stuff. Like uh, Linus uh, Tech Tips did did a video on it when it shortly after it was announced, and that was interesting to see. Um, but. At the same time, like, I, I'm curious to see how this goes after it gets into the hands of of the general public, and hopefully it doesn't go the way of the, you know, awesome Steam controller. Oh, God. Where it's become there. a... I, controller. yeah,
0: I, you know, I'm very <laughs> weary of it. First of all, it looks like a fucking Game Gear. It probably weighs the same amount, and... Uh, I think it's heavier. Except <laughs> it doesn't take eight AAA or AA batteries in the back of it, Um yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm curious about it, too. Like, they're not the greatest with hardware. No. Both from a marketing perspective. and But, I mean, this is the first piece of hardware that actually, like, just takes Steam, which is what is popular for them, and allows people to play it on the go or mm-hmm. in a portable setting. Um, yeah versus you know steam controller was like why would i want this as a pc player i understand that it's like now you can be a console player it's like but that's not why people buy consoles they buy it because it's cheaper
1: right yeah, they don't want to buy you not, know <laughs> a,
0: a two or three thousand dollar fucking computer and then sit on their couch <laughs> right with the controller and play it because they have the fucking pc now you know they would have just went out and bought the cheap cheaper console and then I've
1: thought about that only because I did grow up using consoles and I have to adapt to mouse and keyboard and it's going to be a hell of a learning curve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you can also nowadays, right? Bluetooth, your fucking Xbox controller, your PlayStation controller, your computer as well. Map it. But, um, yeah. And then like what they had, um, was it steam deck? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: No, not sorry. I'm, I'm mixing up. Not the handheld. The, um, the box was a steam box.
1: I think it was it the stream deck. I don't remember. Uh, maybe something like well, that. Nick, they did Nick that. That was in the chat here. That wasn't he
0: big. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious on that. I, I do actually have one more little tiny, tiny piece of, of whatever <laughs> before we go. you reminded me of it. Uh, we witnessed today. Actually, I think yesterday, technically the uh, worst business decision I've ever seen in my life. And single-handedly kill the brand overnight for no apparent reason. So Facebook obviously renamed itself the Meta, right? Which is still Facebook, yeah. and I'll still call them Facebook because I fucking hate their platform and I think that they're a <laughs> piece of shit. So I'm Fair still going to call them Facebook. So Facebook Meta um, basically decided, boy, you know, we made that great, just incredible investment years and years and years ago into something called Oculus. And now it's become the biggest VR brand in the entire world in a segment in VR, which one is hard for consumers to understand what the fuck it is. Two, mm. it's hard for adoption. And three, there's no brand notoriety in that entire segment of, of that industry. Okay. Right. Achieves all three, no problem. Uh-huh. Becomes the number one selling fucking thing on Christmas, tech wise. Okay. For kids and it's under everyone's trees, becomes the number one downloaded app on fucking Christmas Day and the day after Christmas, okay? They decide today it's not going to be called Oculus anymore. It's just going to be called Meta. It's the Meta Quest. Jeez. Fucking single-handedly killed a fucking well-performing brand overnight for no fucking reason. Everyone knew what it was. (laughs)
1: Don't understand that fucking company. I hope it. I, I, I understand. I'm sorry, the but I do you, do you fucking know what it, hate that. Do you company. know what it
0: is? I, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Is Facebook's fucking dying? They're yes. going fuck. We need to create something that is akin to the dot com fucking bubble and sell people on this fucking metaverse shit. Let's name ourselves Meta during yeah. this time—a perfect applicable time during COVID when people were remote working and still kind of remote working. Right, Mm -hmm. They just shut down their fucking crypto side like the other day. They're not doing the crypto coin anymore, which is great because Facebook was basically trying to go into third world fucking countries, put their currency in there and take over those fucking countries' currencies with their currency. So thank God that ended. Now they're trying to strap shit to people's fucking faces and get people to work from fucking home forever while they talk to Denise on the other side (laughs) and try to write on a virtual fucking whiteboard. On which, first of all, who the, like, uh, I don't understand that either, right? Who the fuck uses a whiteboard nowadays anyways? So why the fuck would I need it in a supposedly technologically advanced program? We're going to go back, like, what, am I going to use a fucking abacus next? Yeah. Instead of just I fucking. Mean, <laughs> like, using, we
1: use a little bit of some whiteboard stuff, but it's uh, mainly for, like, a rough sketch of something we're trying to design, right? Like, from like sure, almost an engineering sure. standpoint. But other than that. Nah, I'm good.
0: Right. So we use whiteboard technology, but it's like everyone joins in on this software and then we can draw stuff and it's on the computer and you can see it right. all together yeah, there. Yeah. It's like, boy, let me reach my fucking arm up virtually here <laughs> and start scribbling, <clears throat> you know, draw a cock and balls on the fucking thing or whatever. Like, I just fucking hate that company. God. Absolutely. So I wholeheartedly agree. Fucking annoying. It's ridiculous. (laughs) God, it's just a bunch of fucking old people now sharing memes from like five years ago and fucking cat videos. Oh my god,
1: that is where Matthew Grant gets his memes.
0: (laughs) He quote (laughs) the freshest and dopest memes. (laughs) That's the the stalest memes that now come
1: from the metaverse.
0: Exactly. Anyways, guys, that'll do it for this episode. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcast. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we go live on YouTube and Twitch every Thursday evening, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can catch the audio version of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts. You name it. We are everywhere. Spotify, whatever you listen to, we you can access our podcast on it. On um, The audio version of, the, of uh, each week's episode goes up uh 5 a.m every friday morning we schedule it so uh listen for that thank you so much by the way we're, we're we're slowly but surely growing on unique listens and stuff like that thanks to all the fucking people in france appreciate that yeah huge thank shout you out france. To france one day maybe we'll make it out to france one day we we'll get off the plane and we'll be greeted by a parade with some fucking macrons <laughs> baguettes and you know i'm down <laughs> wine and stuff um But yeah, no, we're growing. And thank you so much for that. Um, We're working on some cool stuff in the back end as well right now um, as a group. And uh, we should have some cool news going forward with that as well. Um, And uh, with that, we'll see you later. Bye.